This is the Blooming Good Time Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a blooming good time. I'm Riley, and I'm Emma, and I'm Beth. Uh, Emma, you want to take? <laughs> I'll away. take the lead. <laughs> Last night was a little traumatizing. I was like, "Oh, this will be a good story for the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying, but you know, yeah. entertaining for I sure. I don't know this. Tell me. <laughs> so, um, we got two new kittens. I, we have we talked about this yet? Have we told? I people don't know this? if we have. We okay, sorry guys. We we're horrible at updating. We we're horrible at remembering what we talk about. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm like, did we say this? So in case we didn't, and here's a little update. Um we got two new kittens, Killian and Declan. They're so brothers cute. and they're the babyest. They are. They're like little soft. How old boys. are they? Three Honestly, months. Yeah, a few months, I believe. They're so three little. to six months. I know, they're so little. They're just coming out of the like little pot belly phase. <laughs> so we've been like switching their food <clears throat> just once. <laughs> yeah. And so when you do that, you want to do it really slowly and um, they may have like diarrhea or be throwing up from it because they're just not used to it. So um, we were kind of expecting a little of that and we started switching their food really slowly and all of a sudden they started having diarrhea, throwing up a little bit, and we were like, oh, like, hopefully it ends soon, and it wasn't really, so today we went and got some new food, and we asked, we learned all about it, they were telling us that that they might be allergic to the food that they're on, so we're kind of slowly weaning them off of that. Yeah, so we got them. That's the backstory. So I already was, like, worried about them, and I already love them so much, (laughs) and I was like, oh, like... You know when your animal is sick and you kind of feel like the worst? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a horrible pet parent. How could I do this how to my child? Like, and you just don't know how to fix it necessarily or you don't exactly know a lot. Yeah. I don't know. So I already was feeling like that last night. And they were happy. They're playing. And they are like the cuddliest things ever. So they came and slept with me. Or they always come and sleep with me. And they have to like burrow down and like sleep against me, and I'm always scared that I'm gonna like smother them or something. Right, it's already a fear too. And then they also sleep like in between my two pillows, like next to my head. So three in the morning, I can feel Killian. He's like the smaller one, and he's like trying to burrow in next to me. He's got to get as close as possible, and so I kind of wake up from that, and I can like. In the dark, when I touch them, and I can feel which one's which, because they have, like, different fur textures, mm-hmm. and one of them's a little bigger. Oh. So I can tell which one's which. And so I'm petting Killian, and he's super loud, and I'm like, I wonder if Declan's here, too. So I, like, go up to pet him, and he's, like, so still. And, like, usually when I pet him, he kind of, like, starts purring. Like he wakes up moves a little bit. Moves around a little like, bit. Moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't, and so I was kind of like, huh. And I, like, put my hand over his, like, rib cage, and I couldn't feel any breathing. I was like, oh, my God. And so I started, like, trying to wake him up, like, in the How dark. scary. And I'm, like, moving him and, like, shaking him. And he's, like, so limp, and I still can't, like, feel any breathing. And he's not doing anything, not <clears throat> purring. No, nothing. Then- I can't hear anything. I'm like, 
did I smother my cat? Did it just die because I fed it something bad? <laughs> like, I felt, I started freaking out and my heart was like pounding. And I'm trying to like look, I'm trying to look for my phone and I turn my phone light on and it's like blinding and I <laughs> turn it around on him and he's like sitting there looking at me like so dazed. <laughs> like huge eyes. Where am I? What Why? just happened? And oh I was God. like, oh my gosh. And I wonder if cats have like a REM cycle. They must, because that happened with me with Stella. Yeah. Which is my cat that I've had forever <laughs> now that lives in the house here. And it was like this last winter. She was really sick at the time, too. And I wonder if it happens when they're not feeling well. I wonder. Yeah, because she was kind of sick at this time also. And I was like really worried about her and stuff. But she was sleeping in front of the heater. <laughs> As she does. I swear that cat's going to catch on fire one of these days. Her, her and the dog, they fight over who gets to sleep in front of the heater. But she was sleeping right up to it. And so she's pretty, like, talkative. Like, if you, like, walk past her or wake her up or, like, call her name or anything, she'll, like, like yeah. you know, to you or do something, you know? And so I was like, oh, Stella. And she was, like, quiet. And I was, like, looking at her and, like, Stella. And she, like, wasn't waking up at all. And she's not like that. And so I, like, pet her. And, like, she still wasn't moving. And I, like, shook her. And she wasn't. Like, she was, like, a rag doll. And I was, like, oh, my God. My cat is dead. And so I, like, start shaking her and freaking out. And I go to, like, pick her up finally. And she <laughs> finally wakes up as I'm picking her up. And she was, like, yeah. <laughs> like that freaks out. She starts hissing like and like shaking her paws at me. <laughs> like, <batting> you. <laughs> like she's freaking out. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, thank God. She's alive. <laughs> but it's scary. They must. It's, yeah. I, I think got, it must be a thing when they're not feeling up. well. Yeah. Yeah. Just like humans. Yeah. I've been in a deep sleep where I feel like I could have been dead. <laughs> Lately. <laughs> Lately, yes. But I wonder if it's like the mix of fresh air and pollen because us living in the yurt we're oh, constantly true. having fresh air and right now it's like and pollen I, season and all the windows and doors are open now because it's so warm and well and i was telling you like when you were a baby you would i would put you in your stroller and just stick you outside for your nap because <laughs> on the farm because you were just i mean you slept so good with fresh air yep that's what they do in norway yeah, yeah. I just took their advice from Norway. Yeah. You're just going to go outside now. Yeah, their babies sleep outside. I feel like that's, like, been a pretty, like, normal thing in most European countries, I think. Mm -hmm. They just nap them and... I want to do that. I would do that, too. Um, Have you seen those pictures of, like, uh, I wonder if it's, like, in New York or London or something, but, like, they're, like old-timey 1930s, 40s pictures, right? Okay. Of these cages that they would put on like a window on skyscrapers do you know what i'm talking about no i haven't seen that okay i'm already like freaking out so they're like these cages for you to like put your baby outside (gasps) and they're like hanging out of the window of a skyscraper i would never just because like what if it falls terrified it even bothered like so I think oh. Brayden was a baby, and we went to a hotel, and it was really high up, and there was, like, the windows. with The, the windows don't open, you yeah. know? Yeah. But there's, like, this little, like, ledge, ledge. 
and Jason took Brayden and just, you know, stood him there. He was holding him. I, like, freak out because I am not one that likes heights at all. Mm. I'm just like, <laughs> absolutely not. He thought I was nuts. <laughs> I was nuts, but I was like, no, like, he could fall. But that reminded me of those cages because it's, like, literally, oh. Yeah. That's what they did. This must have been pretty normal. Uh, Speaking of heights, I just thought of when we went to the Redwoods. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. (laughs) Me and Sylvia are... My sister. Emma's sister are, like, not heights people. No. Um, I'm not really necessarily scared of high places. I just get more nervous like I won't be one of those people that goes like up to a cliff edge you know <laughs> I'm not that person um I, it's a survival instinct that I wish to keep in my brain you know what I mean uh and I don't know if it's because I have really crappy balance or what but it's <laughs> your just, body's like no not your for body's you. like not for you honey but <laughs> Sylvia is the same way and we at the Redwoods they have like those bridges and bridges the trees. that go yeah they're up really high in these Redwood trees and they go from tree to tree and they're just like extension bridges mm. so they're like kind of swingy <laughs> they do they and it's when you just on them. nets that are holding you in you know you guys went on those? Yeah. <laughs> we went on them with Emma because she's like, this is my dream. I was with this. And me and Sylvia are like, don't look down. Don't look down. Keep going. Just and keep like, going. Just keep going. Like, and I literally just kept looking straight ahead and was like, oh, praying I wouldn't suddenly like lose balance and fall into the net. Don't look down. Don't look down. You know, I just like, it's so magical. It was super fun and really pretty, but you know I don't have as much of that inner fear. voice. <laughs> I will. I am the person that goes to the cliff edge, but I still have my limits because there's lots of people that would do way more than I would do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm also though like pretty agile. <laughs> like growing up, like yeah. I was a tree climber and like I would climb things all the time and run around. I just like have pretty good balance. I have really good balance. <clears throat> yeah. Especially in gymnastics when I was young. The I just I I don't know if it, my height just um or the things that I like with the height thing started after I had kids. Like I was Probably. fine. And I don't know if it's just the the like security of like making sure my kids are okay and then I like realize <laughs> like, I've been you, on a lot of hikes where I'm like you could literally die so easily. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially in Oregon. Not for me, baby. Almost every hike you could go on. Mm-hmm. Many people have died on those hikes. They don't yeah. say anything about it. But, yeah, there's, like, no railing. You make yeah, one Roger. wrong move and you die. <laughs> That's like, uh, there are, like, some roads in Europe that are, like, really skinny Oh. And have no railing. That's so when terrifying. you went to Lake Como, was it like that? Or it was super skinny, but there was railing, but it wasn't any cliffs or anything. But there was this road was so sketchy. Okay, I just kept <laughs> looking out the window and I was like, ignore everything. But there was like a rock wall on one side and then a like guard on the other side, right? But the road is literally so tiny, and there are like trucks driving like semis. <laughs> You're, like, right next to each other. No. It's like, passing each other. See, that type of stuff really And I'm like, how me. are you not hitting the wall? <laughs> I don't know. You know? 
the laws of physics are so, not. It's so interesting, thing. and like you realize how wide American roads, roads are, <laughs> and it like makes more sense to yeah. me safety wise. And like in Europe, they're so skinny and tiny, and it's like I think it's just because it, um, it's a lot older, and it wasn't yeah. meant for cars at first. No, it's meant for carriages and such and such horses. Horses? <laughs> Horse drawn carriage? <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. All the things. We have all new stuff. We have the cars. We have, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I I was next to a big, huge truck that was very lifted and very, like, it's <laughs> aggressive. Annoying. Aggressive, annoyingly aggressive. <laughs> I, like, I like big trucks and stuff like that, but this was a little bit much. I was like, holy cow. There's a point There's when a it's point. just like, is there a comp? complex <laughs> is there something is there deeper so, is this a deeper yeah, it's kind of like the, <laughs> Back the person that theme. blares the music and then they don't realize yesterday i was sitting oh, at a stoplight that person no that the back of their like car is literally vibrating off and it sounds horrible to everybody else i'm sometimes that person i'm definitely that person <laughs> though i don't put my bass up super high yeah, where the bass is like down. it's like literally vibrating the the bumper off. <laughs> like you hear this. <laughs> yeah, no, but I do listen to music very loud in my car. I used to. Now I don't <laughs> listen to anything because my brain is just so full. That's I gross. So a lot of times you meditate. You sh- I do. Should. So then I drive and I just have it quiet. True. You have your quiet moment while you drive. Yeah, just window down. Mm. I f- yeah, my parents were like that too. Yep, I think it, you reach an age. Watching or listening, I'm like, I hope I never do that. No. <laughs> well, I listen to music like some like yesterday on True. the way home from Portland. I turned on some just you know music. We actually music. have music on constantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the farm. Yeah, we do. I you're not missing out. I don't think. <laughs> no, I just no. need it quiet for a while. Like it's yeah. just one of those things where I'm like, like I just I can think really good. We have it while we design, while we work, while we cook. Like, literally, there's always music going on. Yeah, and I love music. We, re- I mean, that's how I was raised. I mean, yeah. we always had music playing. Usually it was classical or something like that. But, um, And I love classical. And yeah. I'll put on something. Yeah. Or a book or a Yeah, we like listening podcast. to podcasts. Podcasts. Not our own, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't listen to our own. <laughs> no, I, I do. I Sometimes. do. I Actually, most them. of the time. So I do listen to them, but that's just because I edit them. Nice. Thank you, Riley. You're for welcome. Editing them. <laughs> Try to think of what else. Okay. Or what do you want to talk about? I was going to say we can talk about the garden. The garden? The garden. Okay. Like, like we harvested looking... peas and broccoli. Oh, yes. We harvested that? Yeah, you weren't there. We did. Okay, explain. Okay, so <laughs> the other day, as I'm listening to music out there, um, Flora, our other worker, comes out, and I swear that I'm blind when it comes to certain things. <laughs> Very blind, I'm sure. Flora sees everything. I, you even told me the peas are ready. <laughs> I did. I did not see a single pea. They blend in. <laughs> <laughs> They're camouflaged. They literally. I just like. I don't know. I was like, oh, I'm not sure what she's talking about, and I'm just weeding away. 
And Flora goes, the peas are ready. Are we going to harvest them? Like, yes. And then I'm like, look closer. And she has to like point it out to me. Once I like see it, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, and then I'm the one that's harvesting. And she's like, you missed these. I'm like, Flora, look, I'm not perfect, okay? Like, we always tease Flora because she's like, she dominates. Okay? She's like master Another gardener. level. Beyond. She's scary like, level. are you guys planting dahlias tomorrow like that's that's the deciding factor if she comes to work and i'm like yes and then she's like i love planting dahlias i'm like well good for you because we all (laughs) hate it it. (laughs) hate it to the core i don't know how you could ever like it she loves planting planting she loves it loves planting is her favorite thing to do which is so weird and she's like, Beth, you plant more. <laughs> I'm like, Flora, if you want to plant more, go for it. No, All just, for. I feel like, yeah, I mean, it was... I just feel like we're behind because of the weather, you know, yeah. and, and we all all of a sudden we get into the, the busy season of weddings and events and other things going on. And then we've got peonies on and the sweet peas started and the roses started. So we're cutting really heavy for, you know, orders. Yeah. And then yet we still need to plant because we're waiting for soil to dry out. We can't, can't till. wait till we're done planting. That's well, normally it. we're done around now. Now. By now, we're not. I have this note for myself. If I don't have things in the ground by the end of June or end of May, first of June, it's like it's we're just pulling really long hours and really grumpy times. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is to it. Well, and this year is just going to be one of those years. So we'll just like, you know, it'll be fine. But That's nice. Long days. <laughs> you would like to go to Australia. So earning extra money we by working like long hours. Yeah. Is what you're asking for. I mean, I have a whole two weeks without you guys, so I'm going to be making a lot of money because I'll be working literally 24 hours. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You guys are going to have to send me a lot of, like, nourishment, okay? Encouragement. <laughs> you can do this. Nourishment and encouragement. You can wake up. It's going to be an interesting two weeks. Anyway... <laughs> We're taking vacation. Yeah, they're taking vacation. I left for a week in Easter, so yeah. So our turn. It's your turn. Riley's gonna hold down the fort. It'll be good. The peas were delicious, by the way. Yeah, the peas were delicious, and we had broccoli yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. So both the peas and broccoli, I seeded myself and planted, and finally got a crop because peas <laughs> are hard for me to grow. Oh, peas really? Yeah, are? I got I got these seeds from Haas tools mm. a little plug there for them but um they're really really good i think we did a snap pea and what's the other one sugar or the snow snow uh, peas? i don't know the flat one <laughs> I'm such i think a the flat one's a snap pea yeah and then the other one's just like a sweet like actual pea okay huh nice uh-huh. i've been eating them i i was knocking on them today too <laughs> you were yeah for oh in the Oh, they were in the fridge, yes. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so this is a part two. Yes. You didn't read the title of this already. <laughs> um, this is part two to my last week's Healthy Plants excursion. This will be the last part for a bit. I might come back to this. Who knows? Because Maybe there's it'll be so a much involved. There's so in many this. things, and I find it so interesting. We're actually going to do a YouTube video on some yes. of the things. I would very much like to. 
We yeah. are going to do it. How to do a first aid kit. Yeah. We're going to of... attempt it ourselves. I almost bought a box the other day. It was like an old school, like it was a vintage first aid kit box and it had like everything in it. Obviously you should not use it, but like it was cool. And I was like, I kind of want to buy it just for the box and like mm. to make my first aid kit, but I didn't do it. What? We need it. It was too tiny. It was like a little baby uh, one. Okay. But what about but, the one that I just bought that's really cute? Yeah, we could do that too. Okay. But yeah, so part two. Um, I first wanted to talk about a little bit about how you... Like, get the plants and the process before, you know what I mean? I want, this is what I want to know. The processes. I'm not going to get, like, too much into it. I'm just going to talk about a couple of the topics, and then I'm going to talk about a couple plants also. As examples? Just, like, uh, other yeah. plants that have, like, medical remedies. Because I was going through it, and I found a plant that, we'll get to it, but it's in our yard, and we've been told it has a lot of medical properties to it but I didn't realize actually how many and then I found it in the book and I was like wow and then as I was flipping through I just found a bunch of other ones that I thought we'd talk about too so let's start with uh, harvesting so you have the options of like okay most people think of a medical like plants as like herbs like typical herbs like rosemary and thyme and mint Mm. blah 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 like all those things that you would like can get from seed or you can cook with or you can get from the store or anything like that Mm. and you can grow in your yard and you can like grow like an herb garden which is true those are like all great medical plants but there's like so many more than that that like a lot of times you have to wild harvest so you have to find them in the wild and so that means you have to yeah (laughs) that's stuff that i love but that means you have to learn how to identify plants most people like can identify a plant by the flower or the bloom but Mm. those plants aren't blooming all the year round so it makes it important to like be able to identify the plant beforehand so So the leaf and that yeah like the foliage of it and like know what you're using and to do that like i suggest like you can find pictures of um, the certain plant you're looking for and you can find diagrams of it through all its life stages yeah. and like the time of year and everything also doing the research of what part of the plant you need to use and harvest okay. isn't there that that app there's an app though that you can get on your phone now that the plant identifier i think it is and you take a picture of it and it will tell you what plant it is yeah i'm sure there is a plant. apps for everything <clears throat> i had it for a bit and yeah. it got a little spendy oh okay <laughs> At least the one I had, I had to pay for it. But, um, and I was like, do I use this enough? Not really. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, dep- it depends. But maybe that's like want. more worth it to you. Yeah. If you're like if you're really learning, it's, yeah, I, it might be really But you don't it. need an app necessarily. Like there's lots no. of pictures. There's the internet. Internet is free. Yeah. Yeah. lots of information totally. out there. I mean, uh, some people just like to, you know, go out mm-hmm. in the woods and stuff like that. So if you were doing that and you were just learning and getting an education, then I think it would be worth spending a little yeah. money on it for a while it's a until nice... you kind of knew what you were doing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, understanding which part of the plant you need to harvest. Note, not every part of the plant has the same chemical compounds. For example, rhubarb. So oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't know, the stems of a rhubarb plant are the edible part, but the leaves are super poisonous. So it's really important to know what 
part exactly of the plant you're looking for is the edible part or the part that has the medicinal properties. Yeah. Um, because parts of it can be super poisonous and, you know, you don't want to die. You don't. <laughs> no. There's too much to do out here. It's not time to die. So make sure you know exactly what part of that plant you're wanting to use. Often only the leaves and the flower will be like the part you're going to want to use. But that's not always the case. Sometimes it might be like the bark of a tree. Like willow bark is really good. It's a natural aspirin. Um, I remember hearing that. Yeah. It's uh, the world's oldest aspirin. It's a great Mm -hmm. painkiller. You can chew on it and it will help take away a lot of pain in the body. But does it thin your blood like aspirin? I have no idea. Oh. (laughs) I just know it's a natural painkiller. But that's like an example. Willow bark. Another thing that it could be is like the roots of a plant Mm. like last week we learned that rutabecchia roots are really good and have a lot of medicinal properties another example could be like you know a carrot technically is a root right (laughs) yeah true (laughs) so just knowing like which part of the plant and when you are harvesting in the wild make sure not to use the whole plant yeah don't take up the whole plant unless it's specifically meant to be used as a whole and if you're harvesting make sure you're leaving at least like two leaves especially like with things like stinging nettle or basil or anything like that Uh, you want to make sure that the plant doesn't die because you want to make sure that they keep coming back every year Uh, don't take more than you need also some plants might be endangered yeah also doing that kind of research into it and so if they are in danger, it doesn't mean you can't harvest them. Just learn how to harvest them properly so that they can continue to produce. The same goes with mushrooms. Um, mm. Most mushroom collectors, they use baskets that have holes through them so that as they're walking around with those mushrooms, the spores have freedom to release onto the ground so that they can continue to spread. You don't want... Smart. Right? Right? It's all part of like taking from the earth and giving from the earth. You don't want to take too much we we had this con- yeah. conversation <laughs> a couple podcasts ago about how humans are complete takers and consumers, um, yeah. but we don't want to do that. We want to be able to give, make well. it as ethical as possible. You know, these plants are giving you the medicine that you need for your body. You don't want to kill the plant. Yeah. Uh, especially wild plants. You Love know, it. There's a whole ecosystem in there. You don't mm-hmm. want to kill the ecosystem. Okay. Now, harvesting the plant, if you're harvesting it for, like, the leaves... I would suggest like cutting a whole, like a smaller branch or a stem. That way it's like easier to dry. Hmm. If you're harvesting for the flowers, you can either like disbud them or you can do the same thing like um, with like roses. You would wait until it is, or with any of the flowers, you would wait until they're fully in their bloom, like to the full point of bloom at the prime, you know. And that's when you want to cut them and then hang them. Also, when you're harvesting, you want to wait until, like, early morning past dew. Like, the dew should all be dried off, but it shouldn't be hot outside. And that is, like, the perfect time to harvest plants because that's when they have their peak of essential oils in them. Hmm. I know. Interesting. (laughs) So, like, I'm just thinking that we need to harvest our chamomile. Yeah. So, So that would just be the head of the chamomile. But we would cut the whole thing down because you can use the leaves of that and obviously you don't want to keep that there the whole time but we would cut the whole stem um and then hang it upside down 
Okay, you don't pop the heads off then. You can do that too, and you can you can pop heads off, and then you would lay it on a flat tray for them to air dry. That is the most typical way of drying preserving herbs is to air dry them. Um, sometimes, because you when you're making little tonics and things like that, you don't want any moisture mm. in it, especially if you're working with oil, because if there's any moisture in the plant at all and it gets into the oil, it can make the oil go rancid and, like, mold interesting yeah so you want it to be like as dry as possible um there's certain plants that it's faster to dry and not usually it takes like two to three weeks but like plants like rosemary take a really long time to dry so like i suggest you would just take off the leaves of the rosemary off of the stem because the Hmm. stem is what holds the most moisture oh yeah so if you just take those off, lay it flat on a tray, and let it air dry, you can do that with flowers too. But also you can just hang it upside down like we do with our cut flowers. Yeah, yeah. that's what I do in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to harvest for seeds, though, you wait until the seed heads are fully dry. You want to kind of wait for it to have its whole season. And so then, probably like late summer. Yeah, late summer, early fall. Like you, coriander seed or yeah, yeah. something like that. Or poppy seeds even. Yeah. You want to wait until like they're dry and then when, before they like explode, you mm-hmm. know, you want to cut them, hang them upside down and tie the head of like the seed pod head in a paper bag. So that way they naturally, as they like open, will release the seeds into the paper bag and that you can save for later. Nice. Love it. I love saving seeds because they actually save so much money, too. So, Emma, next year we have to get our bread poppy seeds in the ground. We should probably just take the little heads and, like, sprinkle it now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? When they get to the point where they're dry. Because I really think that would be fun to add to our, like, we can make poppy seed muffins or, you know, that just sounds... That's, like, I don't know what's so fun about, like, going out harvesting your own. One of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite things is, like, late summer, and it's just, like, my favorite time of year. Yeah. And going out on your own time and just, like, being in the garden and collecting all the seeds from things that you would love to do next year. Because it's kind Mm -hmm. of like you're planning for the next year. Mm -hmm. So you're like, ooh. And it's, oh, it's just so fun. It is fun. I know. Planning is so fun. (laughs) Uh, okay, so I'm going to talk about a couple different ways that you can, like, use these plants. Again, all, almost all of these ways, you want them to be completely dried. Um, one of the ways that I do on a regular is a tea. Yeah. Uh, which is, everybody knows what tea is, I hope, you know. I, I feel like it's a it's one of the oldest beverages out there. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, oh, wait, uh, can I tell the tea story? Real yeah. Quick? <laughs> so we were just talking about this, and I just remembered um, we went on a trip to Israel in 2016. <laughs> 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 we went to like a Bedouin camp, and we're sitting in this tent, and they like are passing out the tea that they made. And I don't know what they do with their tea, but I don't even know what kind of tea it is. It was delicious. The best tea I've ever had in my life. I'm sitting there drinking this, like, I didn't even, he's telling us instructions and, like, giving us the lay of the land, like, what's going on, where to go. Um, And he goes, is there any questions? And, like, everyone's (laughs) hand goes up. 
And he picks me, and uh, he's like, yeah, what's your question? And I'm like, what is the recipe for this tea? And he's like, that is a secret. And everyone's hand goes down. <laughs> like, everyone wanted to ask that. Okay, so are you guys going again? Yeah, we are going to Israel again uh, in fall. <laughs> yeah, okay. in October. Okay, but maybe when if they do the same thing where you go to the Bedouin camp, you should I'm just sneak yeah. over and just kind of like really look. be the nosy person that watches them make the tea. Nobody's going to know if you tell me. Okay? <laughs> like, we don't live in the same place. Just what are the leaves? At least tell me the leaves. I'm just what, what are you kind? using? <laughs> like, I just need to know. Like, Was it a black tea? What did yeah, it taste like? Yeah, it was like? a black tea. Oh my, I don't even. It was delicious. It was like sweet. I don't even know. But like not too sweet? Like they used some kind of honey in it? Yeah. I don't know. It was the best day I've ever the had in my life. nectar of life. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> honey from heaven. <laughs> oh. Yeah. God poured out the like milk it's and really, honey. Yeah. Land of the milk and honey. <laughs> Land of the milk and, and honey. And they made tea out of it. <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. Oh my God. That sounds uh, delish. Oh, I love tea. Anyway, so. Back to your story, Haley. <laughs> so drying your herbs, you can make lots of different types of teas depending on like what kind of benefits you're wanting from it. You can also make a stronger tonic by making a cold pressed tea, which is pretty much you what you still steep it in hot, but you let it sit for a lot longer. Mm. What a lot of people do also when they're making their teas, especially out of dried tea leaves. I don't know if I've ever done this before, but I read it around is they let it, they let their leaves or whatever they're using soak in like lukewarm water, like room temperature water for like a couple minutes before making the actual tea. And then I just kind of get the flavors like I wonder if it just like make. Yeah. And like makes it stronger, especially if you're using it more for like a tonic or like. Oh, yeah. um, Is this fresh or dried? This is dried. Okay, because I think it probably just plumps it up, don't you think? I don't know. I don't know if it just, like, helps makes it stronger in some way. Because, like, say you're, like, using um, it for, like, skin purposes, um, you know, more as, like, a wash on your face or, like, if you're having, like, allergies to something. I could see how using that or even using it as, like, an eye or ear wash. Um. (laughs) An eye wash? (laughs) Yeah, like, if you have pink eye. (laughs) What do you wait? Dang! Say that again. <laughs> like okay, so <laughs> what do I need to know? For <laughs> wait when a I second, guys. <laughs> so we might get that. <laughs> well, like I, if you have like pink eye, which is like a bacteria infection in the eye, right? Mm-hmm. You okay? We've all had it, Beth. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> you you never had, had pink eye? No, I had it when I was a little kid. Little, liar, little kid. liar, pants on Disgusting. fire. Disgusting. Disgusting. Everybody's had pink eye. It's a totally normal humanly thing that happens. You have to have it once. <laughs> or in your the life. worst is a sty. <laughs> I had <laughs> the worst sty when I was living in Germany. Oh, it was so bad. Okay, and it was like on the underside of my eye, <laughs> and it got huge. <laughs> you for looking, months, looking and, good. <laughs> It was so embarrassing because, like, of course, I had like crushes on people, and I'm like, "Sty Betsy out here," you know. <laughs> Wait, Riley, you know you can just put a hot compact press no, on it. No, I did away. that, and oh, I okay. like literally Some have done this. Pretty brutal. This was horrible. Okay, and it lasted literally like months, and I know. 
And I was like, this is bad. And finally, Lena, or my stepmom, that's what we called her. <laughs> She's kind of the lady that was in charge of us or, like, helped us out, you know. Mm-hmm. She uh, finally got me, like, medicine for it. And the medicine was, like, <laughs> it was, like, booger yellow. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and I would put it on my eye because you had I had to do it like I had to get better and I remember I had it on my eye and one of the guys that I worked with looked at me literally double taked and was like that looks horrible that is disgusting are you okay and I'm like you literally are not making me feel any better about myself I already have such low self-esteem right now but finally I like would do the hot compress thing and like da 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 and finally I just was like I, like, almost took a needle to it. Like, I was ready to be done with this. It lasted so long. Finally, I don't know, like, one day, I, like, had a hot shower, and it, like, let me pop it, or I popped it, and then it, like, cleaned it out, and then, yeah. (laughs) Brutal. It was so bad, and I was like, dear Lord. Anyway. So, how do you fix stuff like this? Okay, so... I don't know specifically for a sty. I haven't looked into that. I should look into that in case what it was happens the, the yellow booger stuff that you put on. I have no idea. It was a weird German medicine. Um, <laughs> German doctors. It's weird. <laughs> no offense if you're German. But like I went to one German doctor for I had I swear I had strep throat. And, like, because I had tons of white bumps. Like, I had, like, pus in my throat, right? Yeah, and you're known for having that. Yeah, and I always always get it. it. And, of course, like, nobody believes me. And the doctor, like, (laughs) looked... Oh, God. The doctor spoke German. And so my stepmom had to, like, translate for me. And she... I swear I had a vendetta against me. Okay, no offense. I love her. (laughs) But, like... Something about it. She just never believed me about anything. <laughs> so I was like, I have this. I'm like, I'm sick. I need to see a doctor. And then he like looked at my throat and he's like, there's nothing there. And then he's like, well, how about you look like stepmom? And he so she's like, okay. And so she looks and she finally like saw it, like that I had pus in my throat. And she's like, oh, it's right there to him. And he's like, what? And like, it was a whole thing. That's weird. Did they it was so weird. And it was like, you don't even go into a proper doctor's room. I went into his office. Huh. <laughs> like, I wasn't a medical room. It was an office. But did you have a fever? <laughs> yeah, like, I had, like, a fever. My body hurt. Like, my throat was sore. And, like, coughing and the whole thing. Mm. Like... <laughs> I'm not it was something's off we're not gonna talk about those days it was I was okay. young and stupid anyway um but you would like I'm assuming you would make a tea out of the necessary herbs that you need to for this like purpose and you would like do an eye wash with it you know or a throat goggle or a throat gurgle. goggle gurgle. or like gargle gargle <laughs> or like make like have like a, a towel like a dish like rag mm. something that you would like soak on the skin as we had a rash or something like that that kind of I'm stuff i'm gonna use this next time well you can I also guess yeah and maybe it would work i don't know yeah well, part of it too experimenting is can be when we're working outside in the garden so much and then especially like the last couple of years it's been so dry and a lot of dust because we live on a dirt road 
but you know you're like you have to be really careful like mm-hmm. your hands are dirty and you might like my hands brush are dirty your, right now yeah, yeah brush your <laughs> brush your like eyeball eyeball or like that's so it it's the hair follicles or your eyelashes I believe that get infected like you can get mm-hmm. an infection it gets bacteria inside of one wash yeah. your face people yeah wash your I face I mainly get them when I'm traveling cuz like airplanes are dirty and you get so tired and stressed that's the perfect recipe to get us die. <laughs> okay, right, so what's on. next? Um, so another way, so I was talking about making a cold, um, and that's something that you can, like, make. It's like an iced tea kind of, but, like, you know, medical. Ah. <laughs> a medical iced tea, and you wouldn't necessarily, like, you could use it for drinking purposes. It's, like, a really strong version of a regular tea. <laughs> It would probably just taste like really strong tea. It might be a little bitter. Um, but again, you can use it for skin purposes and things like that. Another way to use herbs, especially dried herbs, is to make an infused oil. Mm, so you oh. can take a natural oil uh, or plant-based oil of some sort, and you would take your herbs. You would fill it about like one-third of the way full um, of your dried herbs and make sure they're dry again because if the oil gets any sort of wet moisture, moisture in it, it will go rancid. And That's not good. No, it would no. be bad. You don't. You have bad. to start it over. That's not fun. <laughs> um, and then you fill it up with your necessary herbs uh, for whatever you're wanting to make, and fill it up with your natural oil so that it's completely covered. So you fill up the whole oil or the whole jar with oil and then um, you would let it sit for, I think, about two to four weeks. But you don't want to let it sit for longer than eight to ten weeks because if it's past ten weeks, then it's bad. Okay. And then you would strain it using like um, a cheesecloth and you want to like take out all of the planty things in it and then you can let it sit it should last you for like about a year and you would use it for like different purposes um you can use it like you know how you put oil in my ears when you get ear infections that kind of stuff i'm sure you could like i've never done that yeah if you put olive oil in your ear warm olive oil in your ear it feels gross i will say that it feels really creepy (laughs) it helps a lot because you get really bad i used to get really bad ear aches yeah like I haven't done like a ton of research into like all of the purposes that you can use it for, but again, you can use it for like moisturizer for your skin conditions. You can use it for your like ear infections. I'm sure mm. you could use it like internally. We use pressed lavender oil for our laundry. Yeah, and you can laundry would be a great way to use it. You can use it for like an essential oh, and oils. Cleaners. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of purposes. <laughs> what was your question? What is what oils would you use like olive oil or yeah, avocado so or you something? You want to use anything that comes from a living thing. So like uh, olive oil, ov- <laughs> olive oil is a great option. You can also use like almond oil or jojoba oil. Um, anything really that comes like from a plant. Almond oil. The only thing is, it does smell like almonds, but it's really good for the like mm-hmm. skin and face and. Mm. Yeah, it smells delish. So anything that's living or a natural oil, you don't want to use things like castor oil or anything like that. That's not. Well, wouldn't any animal oil like, I don't know. Um, I would probably stick with a plant. I wouldn't 
Well, so like I use um, like natural face wash and stuff like that. Mm. And they have, it's tallow. Tallow? Tallow. What is that? Tallow is. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no, I do. I think it's, I want, so there is the pig fat, which is, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. So tallow, I think, is beef fat. And then pig fat's called something else. Yeah. Look it up. You're fine. I don't, uh, what is okay. tallow? Yeah, I just looked it up. So it is a beef fat. But from what Yeah, I, because pig is lard. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm drawing a blank. I wouldn't use an animal fat if I were you. I would probably stick to a plant-based fat of some sort or oil. It's cleaner. Uh, I don't know if necessarily that, but I think it would just like probably work Blend better with other plants better. and like maybe have less of a chance of going ra- rancid faster. I don't know. I mean, I could be very wrong and you could totally do that. I don't know. That's something to look into. Okay, another thing you can do is making salves, which we use salves all the time. Uh, Like last episode, we talked about the calendula salve that we use on our hands. Calendula is super great for any sort of skin problems. It definitely helps our hands. My hands are horrible because, one, I'm a farmer, and two, I'm a weightlifter. So my hands are constantly peeling with calluses, and they're always dry, and they're always wrinkly. Wrinkly. I naturally have very wrinkly and dry hands it's anyway. Like you have eczema, but you don't. I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely really not weird. eczema. It's just like my hands, my calluses just like get very irritated and I start peeling. I just get like a thousand um, hangnails. hangnails. <laughs> Did you look that up to see why you do? No, I didn't. Okay. Probably from digging without gloves. Yeah. And like pushing my skin up. I don't know. I don't know. Who has time to put gloves on? I feel like I have so I much more accuracy. After with... I got my blister and it's like really hurting. What'd you get that from? From planting. Planting um, dahlias. From like oh. holding on to the wooden handle hori, hori. and like, yeah, the hori hori. It's a tool. <laughs> the hori hori. And tool. like, it's almost like a knife that you like stab into the ground and move the dirt. But after like doing that a thousand times yeah, <laughs> without any gloves, it just like gave me a huge blister. On the inside of my hand. And it was opening. Yay! So putting some... I was like col- talking with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh. What'd you put calendula salve? I did. I put calendula salve on it, and it felt better, but now I need to put more on because it's getting crusty, and like, you know when your hands are so dry and it starts to crack? Mm-hmm. That. that. That's what's happening. Yeah, so that... You know, the calendula salve we're talking about is from Be Simple, which is... She's mm-hmm. got an Etsy shop. Um, I don't know if you linked it last episode. I didn't, but we did talk about it on our Instagram. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, okay. So I was talking about salves. Sorry, Stella. <laughs> Disrupting. Um, so salves are great for the skin. Um, mm-hmm. We use them all the time, like I said. And how you would make that is it is a mixture of a plant-based oil and a um, beeswax. Oh. So you would mix those two together, so then it makes like a softer, you know what I mean? Malleable. Yeah. So it's like kind of a, um, an oily putty, I guess yeah. you would say, and you would put them in little tins of sorts. With your essential With, oil. Yeah, you would use, so that oil that you made earlier, you would use to make the salve. Oh. So you would use that plus the beeswax and Plus, you can probably um, also, well, you can also, if you want to 
make uh, instead of using an infused oil, you can uh, use actual plants, herbs, hmm. put it in there. You would strain it out, make the salve, and let them like cool and stuff and harden. So it's also cool. a way you can do that. You make candles like that kind of? I don't know. I think you would use more beeswax. Yeah, I just wonder if it's like a ratio thing. Like it has more oils in the self, so it's a little more like pliable. I don't know. Yeah, it's <clears throat> almost like that stage that you want... light a candle and it's soft and warm and then you play with it. Like the, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it reminds Everyone's me of. Everyone's touched wax. <laughs> yes, everyone's playing Make with the wax. wax finger. Yes. <laughs> the fingernail. <laughs> Indeed. Uh I don't really know what I'm talking about, so don't, don't listen to me. I don't know if that's how you make it. No, I don't know. I think for beeswax candles, it's like 100% beeswax. Yeah, with um, just the smell. Well, the, that smell that you candles. smell is bees. It's, no, oh. like the natural beeswax candle mm-hmm. is just beeswax. Oh, yeah. So like that really honey vanilla smell is like what beeswax it's- smells like. Um, but I'm sure, like, if you're trying to make a scented candle with beeswax, you can do that, too. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to talk about a couple plants now. Sorry. I'm covering your book. (laughs) Um, All of this information also, I'm just going to mention, I got from the Lost Book of Herbal Remedies. It has, like, so much information. I talked about it last episode, too, but there's literally, it's like a Bible for plants of... The herb, you know? So I'm going to talk about a couple different plants that... So the first plant I wanted to talk about is called uh, mullein. Yes. Okay. M-U-L-L-E-I-N. This is a plant that grows in her yard, and it's typically a weed, and they're really cool looking. Really they're like a weed. It's special. It's special. <laughs> it's a special weed. Well, according to this, it is technically a weed. Or at least it spreads like a weed. Mm, um, and it does. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not invasive, but um, it is technically a weed. I feel like it's invasive, though. <laughs> like, I'm really careful with it. Um, I love it. It's so tropical looking. I think it just depends on where it's at. If it's, like, in the type of place that like it would thrive in, which is um, usually more gravelly soil. Hmm. It really likes disturbed gravel soil hmm. for some reason. Um, and you'll find it like growing in places like that, um, like in concrete and it's in really places. pretty. It gets huge. Yeah, it's like a giant. <sighs> like how do looks I describe like lamb's it? Ear. Yeah. And a host, a large very, hosta at the same time. Like big, big yeah. leaves, fuzzy, They're beautiful. They're very soft and fuzzy. Kind of a light gray, green kind yeah. of color. It's very nice. And it has, when it's at its peak bloom, it shoots off these like big rods that bloom yellow flowers. And it's funny, like describing it as velvety because it is very velvety. And the person that wrote this book, she said that it is also like a lovely bush toilet paper. Oh, what? because this does grow in the woods here and it grows like downtown yeah. Salem. Yeah. So you can, if you, if pop you a squat need... downtown Salem, you got to, <laughs> we should let, we should put a little pamphlet out for all the folks that wander bush around down, downtown Salem. <laughs> That's your toilet paper. It'll work. It's, it's probably natural. so soft. Yeah. 
So that's one way to identify it is it grows huge. It has these huge like leaves and it's very velvety to the touch. So it has like a lot of medical uses. So medical to the point I can't read the words. (laughs) (laughs) They're all like very sciencey words, um, but I will try. But it is a anti-inflammatory, antiseptic. Yes. Uh, Sorry. I apologize for my horrible reading skills. Um, (laughs) Antipastomatic. Okay. Uh, Astring (laughs) and gent. (laughs) Astringent? No? No. A-S-T-R-I-N-G-E-N-T. Astringent? Yeah. I don't know what that means. There's a bunch of words. I don't even know what they all mean. But they're like, it's a lot. It's a lot happening. But... (laughs) It has a shit ton of benef- medical benefits, pretty much. I'm going to tell you guys also, like, the different things that it can cure. Um, some of the things... Not cure. Or not cure. Help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It can help with bronchitis, laryngitis, trachitis, trachitis. No, I can't read it upside down. Trachitis. And it's all in cursive, so I can't read it. Asthma and tuberculosis. Laryngitis also. I don't know if I read that one. I think I did. <laughs> so all the gyruses, gyruses are good to go. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that has to do with like a bacteria infection in your throat, you're good to go. So you should have had this in Germany. Yeah. You know, it could have helped me with my tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying from German tuberculosis. Um it's commonly used as a remedy and it's tr- it has really efficient use when it comes to treatment especially when it comes to like chest and lung and throat complaints like bronchitis and stuff like that and tuberculosis asthma i wonder if it helps with covid i i have no idea (laughs) this is written before covid (laughs) well i mean it's you know yeah Yeah, it might but it helps reduce the formation of mucus and stimulates the expulsion of philogym Phlegm? Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> is phlegm spelled like that? Is it P-H-L-E-G-M? I don't know. Is it? Is there a G in phlegm? <laughs> if so, who allowed that? Lies. Jail. <laughs> Go to jail. <laughs> I don't know. Just... <laughs> who allowed that? <laughs> I don't know. There's so many I words read it that right. are allowed. I technically read it right. You did. Okay. <laughs> Flagem. I'm calling Flem Flagem for now on. That's uh, oh okay. God, that's so funny. what part of it do you actually use? Yeah, that's what help. I want to know because okay, we have it so everywhere. <laughs> you would use the leaves and the flowers. Okay, but what about, like, how do I use the leaves? That's uh, what I want to know. Typically, people use it in a tea. So I take it and dry it. Yeah, you would dry it, and then you would crush it up into little beets. Beets. <laughs> bits. Bits. <laughs> I was like, beets? How do I make beets? Oh, my God. I must be tired. Into little bits. <laughs> and then you would make a tea with it. Okay. Typically. That's m- how most people okay, enjoy it. Okay, so you like it. fuzzy tea? So we have, yeah. we have well, a giant... Know if it's still fuzzy when it's dried. Also, you want to use it during its second year when the, uh, no when the flowers bloom. 
Okay. Because the first year it doesn't do it that. doesn't bloom. It doesn't sprout the little rod. Second year it what? does, and you want to harvest it when the flowers are blooming. Is the one that's right out here outside the kitchen door? Does it have a spike forming? I don't think so. I would so. like to harvest. It. I feel like that one's a new one. I saw the one that yeah. was from last year, and it is a pile <laughs> of d- rotting fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> I literally I, saw it today, and I was like. Should we do anything about I it need or to. just let it? No, I think it's like foxglove where it's like biannual. Oh yeah, so it, t- it grows for two years, blooms on the second year, and then and it dies. dies. Oh, sad day. But it there's a dies. bunch of new ones this year. Where? Because well, because there's some um, circle garden. There's three new ones in the circle garden. I think. <gasps> I didn't remember them last year, and they're that no, I love one them. in. That's next to the dying one that was huge last year. I think that one's new, too. Okay. Yeah. They're actually um, a beautiful um, added benefit to the garden. I mean, they're just gorgeous. They look amazing. There's one in one of the scenes in Fried Prejudice. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Kate, when she's at, um, what is his house called? Oh. Pemberley. Yes, there is. Yeah. On the ground. Yeah. When they're at Pemberley and, and she's like walk, running away from him because he's like discovered that she was on his house and like didn't say anything. No. And he's like, did you have a pleasant trip? Or you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And there's one on the ground. Like I know. I've watched this movie so many times. But there's one on the ground in that movie. You're Look right. For it. I remember what, looking this at that This is the too. 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. Yes best one in my opinion okay so when he says did you have a pleasant trip it's no right it's not in that part but oh. it's in that scene with okay. the two so of them when she gets caught at his house and didn't know he's home oh yeah and, they, yeah, and he yeah, walks yeah. and chases her outside not yes chases her. that sounds really sketchy follows her follows her because he's like hey like what, what are you what are you doing i, I love nice you to see you and i love you but i'm not gonna say that because did you have a pleasant trip awkward <laughs> That part. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look for it. What is this called again? Um, This is called a mullen. Mullen. Also, it's in the same family as a snapdragon. What? I know. And snapdragons are edible. Yes, they are. The heads. Yes. Are edible. Huh. Not the other parts. <laughs> no. Don't eat the other Me parts. I'll eat one next time. <laughs> Little snappy snoo. Um, other things that it can help with are skin wounds, snake bites, ulcers, tumors, and hemorrhoids. Uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> Use it as a toilet paper. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> For him, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know how you would use it, actually. Um, do not do that. Uh, well, it says you can mash the leaves and pu- apply them directly to the skin and cover them with a clean cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a diaper. Wear <laughs> with, you know, of these leaves. You'd be it would be comfy. Uh, okay, it also if it helps. dried though, maybe. <laughs> no. No, you don't want to dry it. You want it hell. fresh. You want the juices. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Okay. It also helps with ear aches and ear infections. How would you use it then? You would infuse the oil oh, and then it. use okay. it as your drops. I like that. Like I think I said I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I was hmm. listening. <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm glad you're listening. You can also use it on sunburns and inflamed skin conditions, warts. You can make it into a powder. I'm going to remember of that. The roots and rub it into the warts to help kill the virus. Out of the roots? What? Out of the roots. 
Do you need? Do you have warts? <laughs> I don't have a wart right now, but like they're in my system, and yeah, I get them yeah. every once in a while, and I'm like, you're done. You want to rub it in several times a day. You know what? I used to have like tiny little. I think they were warts. They just look like little goosebumps on my knee. Ooh. Oh yeah, or both my knees, and. I think they're gone. I haven't noticed them for a while. Yeah. So maybe from kneeling so much <laughs> planting, I just no, destroyed them. them. It's like a it's like a virus or something that goes yeah. in yeah, your body. It's a and virus. It can go away. But you can also use the juice of the plant mm. too. But you want to use it multiple times a day until it's completely gone. I do know that warts can't survive in a high alkaline, which means like greens basically. Mm-hmm. Diet. So if you're eating tons of greens or like having a green smoothie every day or something, um, they have a harder time surviving in your body. Interesting. Yeah. Your vegetables, baby. And your warts disappear. My dad started drinking so many green stuff and he had this one wart that like he can never get rid of it. It was there and it disappeared and he was like, wow. (laughs) Um, It also can help with cramps and muscle spasms. And um, gastrointestinal issues. You know, every time I take dairy, <laughs> I just eat a little take bit of dairy. This. You eat dairy. If you take no an bad. infusion made I'm, from the roots, ugh. it's very good for getting rid of intestinal worms and other gastrointestinal issues. Do we have worms? <laughs> well, I mean, everybody. Are you lactose intolerant or do you have worms? Ooh. <laughs> Everyone has worms. Yes. But what kind of worms? What kind of worms? How come we don't go in like cats and dogs and get dewormed? <laughs> well, because you need you your need worms. your worms. It's a you know I don't know much about it, but like relationships that you, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Your body is an ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things living in you. Well, um, anyway. I don't like to think about it. Again, I don't either. It's there. So that's mullen. I love mullen. I, I learned a little bit about this um, from somebody one time. I sat in on like a lecture and he talked about mullen and I was like, really? That's what I have on my farm that I try and not spread yeah. everywhere. So yeah. it's amazing. Our farm has so many medicinal plants. And just growing. They're just vibing out here. Hopefully um, we're saying it right. <laughs> mullen? Yeah. No, I do know that. I'm sorry. Okay. For it. Okay. Okay. Um, next thing I want to talk about is oregano. Oregano. So <laughs> oregano. So there's lots of different varieties of oregano. Um, Tell me. All are medical and are all are very um, like have a lot of different benefits to them. So you know we know oregano as <laughs> as a culinary herb, um, and it has like a lot of flavors and. Mediterranean food dishes, you know? Yeah. I like using oregano. Don't use too much of it, though, because it <laughs> is very powerful. <laughs> it is very um, powerful. One time I put it in something, and it just tastes like oregano. <laughs> like, I am eating oregano, <laughs> oregano like for straight dinner. Straight up oregano. <laughs> um, but it helps boost the immune system, um, you know, and has, like, a lot of antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, anti-infectionates properties that help the immune system heal the body faster. So, you know, if you got something happening, eat some oregano. Oregano. <laughs> How many ways can we say oregano? Um, it contains, like, vitamin A and vitamin C as well and other components. Also, before I forget, because it's just, I just remembered this, in the oil... 
you make, the oil infusions, if mm-hmm. you add vitamin C to it, it will help it not, or it might be the, I can't vitamin remember e? if it's, no. Maybe okay, it's vitamin I, e. I just looked at um, the castor, or not, what am I talking about? Um, the salve, the calendula oh, yeah. salve, and it has vitamin E in it. Maybe it is vitamin E that I'm thinking of. One of the vitamins with the letter. <laughs> if you, I think it might be vitamin E. If you add that, it will help it, like not go rancid faster. You know mm. what I mean? So it helps, like it preserve keep it, it preserve. Yeah, it's a natural preserver. I don't know if that's. I don't know. I'm just. You're saying, just spitting out words. I'm just joining in <laughs> the conversation. I'm, my knowledge is guessing. <laughs> um, anyway, it also helps with yeast and other fungal infections. Oh. Yeast infections. <laughs> the oregano? Yeah. Well, you what eat do you it. do? Uh, <laughs> put it in your spaghetti. You eat it in the spaghetti. Really? It's like, let me research that. Uh, you use it as a tea or a tincture once or twice daily to huh. treat intestinal <laughs> treat eternal yeast internal. infections. I it, do external or internal. internal. I have seen my mother if- takes these pills that are like a bunch of different herbs mm-hmm. that help balance everything. Like pH, yeah, balance. I know because she had a lot of it, like issues with just like stress and hormones going kind of out of whack, and she kind of swears by it. I don't know what this is, but I'm she's just holding the secret it. to herself. She is. <laughs> she's she needs to share. <laughs> I um, think there is oregano in it, though. So you can That's also good. use it for ex- external use. Um, you would use it in a tea wash or use with well diluted oregano oil. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it also helps with skin problems. You know, there's like a lot of benefits to its healing and reducing signs of aging, uh, heal blemish- blemishes. <laughs> God, I'm getting blemishes. such like mosh mouth. Blemishes and reduce the appearance of scars. They can help with cancer because it's beneficial as an anti inflammatory and immune boosting effects of rig- that help fight cancer. So basically, eat a lot of Italian. A lot of Italian <laughs> Mediterranean food, you know? Um, <laughs> helps with metabolism and weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It helps stimulate your metabolism um, and prevents illness or helps speed recovery, you know? There's a lot of things to it. There's even more, but <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Um, but you can use it as a tea or an oil oil infusion lots of fun things nice i'm gonna read one more okay okay i'm gonna do one more because me and emma were driving to the woods today and we saw a field of these i know isn't that pretty oh it was so pretty it was so pretty there was a whole field of these and these are called oxide daisies and they grow wild those are they're <laughs> like the really big daisies that you see they grow really tall, and they have a really large flower head. It's like a huge wildflower field of it's these. It's beautiful. And something else in it. It's like a blue flower. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. I should take pictures of it. Okay, really you should for this. Yeah. Um, okay. So Tell us about it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go through it really fast. But it, for medical uses, its entire plant is medical. It like has medical act- active. like you know. So you can use the whole thing. But the flower is the most potent. 
the plant acts as an anti-inflammatory, anti-aspermatic. My God, I can't read science words. It induces sweating, which I find really interesting. Oh, weird. And <laughs> relieves coughs and heals wounds. So, so you- inducing sweating. Is that like detoxing almost? Yeah, I think so. Or like, you know when you have a fever? Yeah. You want to, to sweat, right? Yeah. You're wanting to like break your fever and when you know your fever breaks when you start sweating. So I wonder if it also helps with that kind of stuff. But people do tell us on yeah, Instagram. It helps yeah. with mm-hmm. chest congestion and coughing. It helps with asthma and it, you can use it as a tonic. It's a mild tonic for the body, helping soothe, irritation and inflammation in the body. Helps with wounds, bruises, rashes, fungal infections, and other skin diseases, eye infections, and your uh, sty. Yeah, your styes out there. I think it would more help with like pink eye, but you can boil the flowers in distilled water and strain through a fine mesh or coffee filter. Cool and use the wash in an eye drop to treat any eye infections. It helps with detoxing and can also help with like flea control. Huh. Fleas? Yeah. So the dry oh my gosh. Fl- Guys. So you the dry is it like a natural like for the you would give your cat uh, a dog a wash? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't think we usually get fleas. I think some people do. No. For people? Mm. I don't think people can get people can't get fleas. fleas. I'm teasing. <laughs> but but you would like dry the flower heads and you would make it into a powder and then it's useful like for helping your pets and stuff with fleas we should do that shyla and the well, animals and the cats yeah um yeah so interesting you know and that's just growing out in the woods I it grows around pictures. everywhere it's yeah so and magical. i'm wondering if you know we live here in the pacific northwest where like there's tons of this stuff everywhere but i'm wondering if like different parts of the country it's different like oh i'm sure with, you know I'm yeah sure. that's why but it's we like, have everything almost in that book Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything. We have um, a wealth. Of I mean, everything plants. grows. Yeah. Anyway, so that's just a few things. It's kind of like a quick little sampler of like part two. Um, I don't know if we'll make this like a series and do more parts in the future. Probably. I would. Li- I would like to um, see if we could get somebody that like a herbologist or yeah, somebody who's like actually actually knows what they're talking about, like to really pronounce- like. Yeah, words. I mean, <laughs> we can pronounce words. Well, that could just kind of guide us in some of it. Like, I know, like, this, some easy things, like, because sometimes, like, to go through the steps of taking all the herbs and doing all the things can mm-hmm. be time-consuming, and I think we live in a world that everybody wants it now. And so, I don't know, I, you know, what are the main ones to maybe grow and use or, I think it just know? depends on, like, what... Is going on with you're you. You're wanting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are your problems? <laughs> Let me plant What's plant. wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. You could have a garden that's just called What's Wrong With Me. <laughs> <laughs> this is What's Wrong With Me. The cure to my problems. <laughs> the cure to my problems. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. that would Along be with our garden. little medical box. <laughs> we'll have our fairy garden and our problem garden. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's all I have. Uh, yesterday, though, speaking of my edible plant garden, I had to weed out so much borscht out of oh. my edible garden because for some reason, I bought a little seed packet, and for some reason, 
it gave me like so much borscht. <laughs> um, I had like a bunch of them, and so I had to weed out a bunch of them so that the other plants had room to like thrive, thrive oh. because borscht gets it's huge. huge. And I don't want a ton because it grows wild around our farm anyway. Yeah. And it spreads really fast, too. So now I like, have three borscht plants and, like, a couple other things happening. But you're like, that's all I need. That's all I need. So. Yeah. That's. They're tasty. Yeah. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, please share and leave a like and share with your friends. If you think they would also like listening to three fle- female flower farmers. Please. <laughs> three. Three. Please. Please. Female flower farmers. <laughs> Talking about fleas. <laughs> and plants of the sorts. And you can find us on Instagram at a Blooming Good Time Podcast or at Crowley House Flower Farm. And I think that's it. YouTube. YouTube, oh right, YouTube at Crowley House Flower Farm also, and I hope you had a blooming good time with this. <laughs> That's it, let's end it. <laughs> I'm excited to get a garden going. Me too. Like a, a problem garden. Let's solve my problems, I like that. A problem garden. <laughs> I think I have too many problems for plants to solve. <laughs> <laughs>